Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You have to be the champion before you become the champion, so that means lifestyle. You have to be him before you become him. You got to be him before you become him. Um, you have to live his lifestyle. The lifestyle of a champion. I'm the champion, you look at the champion. That's how it starts. You look at somebody, I want to be like him. You don't say, hey, I'm a bad I'm going to fight everybody out here. Nobody's going to kick my you see somebody and say, hey, I might want to do that. Had no idea this was going to happen. What changed? What? I went to a, um, a place called Sparks. It's like a um, correctional center. And, my, and we watched the movie The Greatest, like 78, 77, yep. like 11, 12. And they turned on the lights and Muhammad Ali came. For some strange reason, I said, I want to be like him. As soon as I left there, I went to another place. And... Uh, the guy that was an ex-boxer, he told me how to box, and that's why I'm here with you. So now go, go, 11, 12, 13, what happens next? So Jane- I get arrested, and I see Muhammad Ali come to visit the institution that I'm in. And I, and I saw him, and I got turned out. I don't know how it happened, the spirit of boom, I want to be like him. You said you were in jail, and Ali shows up? I'm 12 years old, and Ali comes there, and, he, and they showed the movie The Greatest first, so this is 77. And, um... After the movie's over, the lights come over and Ali comes in. And I see him, I say, well, I want to be just like him. 
And then I get transferred from the place that I saw Muhammad Ali to this other facility, you know, for real bad kids. And um, I met a gentleman there that was a boxer, and he used to teach me how to box. And one day, I broke his nose, right? And um, he got mad. I didn't know he was mad, but he's mad that his wife didn't want him to box me no more, and that's why he was mad. So he took me to a great trainer named Customato, and that's why I'm here. Came from a bad neighborhood in Brooklyn, and you know, and you know, living in Brooklyn, things happen, and then it goes further and further and beyond. So I won't even talk about that. And eventually, I met a friend that knew Cuss, and that's how this situation happened. I feel I was born to fight because I have no other interest in anything else. Everybody's a fighter in their own right. You're a fighter. I'm a fighter. Everyone that's in this room, even the newspapermen, they're fighters. But everybody don't get up every morning and run. Everybody don't go to the gym every morning. And everybody don't have enough discipline to wait in the locker room for two hours or three hours, then go in the ring and do what they've been taught all those years in the gym. And so that's what separates a champion from a mediocre fighter. Talent? I don't believe in talent. Well, some people, they have talent. That's it's good. It helps when you have talent. As long as you have a lot of determination and willpower, that's all you need. And you have to have the will to win. At what point did you know that you could be the heavyweight champion? Like, hey, you got a fight, you got two fights, you got three fights. What? 14. My whole life I lived before my ego. Just how I was about, I was, I had a, I was a megalomaniac with a low self-esteem. You know, um, if you, if you said something, you know, if you said something, I always say I'm nobody, I'm nobody, but if you, but if you said something I wanted to accomplish, I'm the greatest, I'm a god, I could accomplish something. But as far as the perspective of myself, I'm shit. Look at the life I come from. Even though I'm making all the money in the world, but look at my mother, my father, their sex works. What the f am I? Who am I? I'm a piece of shit. But I'm the highest paid athlete in the world. I'm the baddest man so called on the planet. But that's the low self esteem that job, I guess, that I received. So I guess that's what cuts worked on my ego. My ego was out of this world. I thought people should carry me. It was just. sacrifice my body and be willing to sacrifice my psychological health to just be the best in the world. And that's what really sacrifices you really have to sacrifice your life. Regardless if it's just a marriage. Sometimes you have to sacrifice your life for a marriage or sacrifice your life for a goal you want to accomplish. And that's the goal that I the rules that I've always taken is sacrificing the objective. It's all about sacrifice. I do what he's not willing to do. You know what I mean? If you fight if you're rolling running at two in the morning in the snow in the blizzard now, trust me, he's not going to want to do that. He's going to get on the treadmill. I think of competition as people um, reaching their highest potential. They have a potential. They have the potential to reach to reach their highest potential when competition comes. Competition is always good because it helps you not to give in under the slightest struggle in life. Because life is going to life is going to give everybody a bad hand. No one's going to leave here um, without being tried in life. Wow. And you have to be. You know, you're going to have to take it. Like what they say, um, adversity make the strong stronger or the weak weaker. Competition is great. It builds character and it gives you backbone. You don't have to give in. As I was saying earlier, and the slightest struggle, some people like nowadays it's like the, um, everybody's um, believe that someone should give them something. Yeah, everybody, nobody wants to work now. Everybody, everybody, especially kids that have wealthy parents like myself, they don't. Most of them don't want to do what they should do. Everybody in their family know who's the strongest one in the family, who's the matriarch. 
Even if they're older, they can kick it. They know he's the boss or she's the boss. Right? That doesn't have nothing to do with strength and being big. They know who the boss is. They know who can run the house. They know who the yes know. Yes know the boss. He distinguished himself or she distinguished himself out of all of us. That's why we know they're the boss. Even though we're older than them. I became champion at 20 years old, the youngest champion ever. Um, I won titles. I won titles. I had, I had everything in the world, but I still had that darkness in me. I had hundreds of millions. I had money, but I still had that darkness in me. That darkness wasn't out of me yet. And I got in a whole bunch of trouble. I got involved with people who had made me no good. And um, I lost a lot of money. I kept getting lawsuits. I lawsuits this, lawsuits here, lawsuits here. And most of my money I've tricked off on lawsuits. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I, you could listen. If I spend $250 million on girls and trips and clothes, that's nothing to what I did on lawsuits, okay? So they really got me good with those lawsuits. And I still, I still didn't have peace. I still had that old darkness from back before. Because, you know, of course, my father and mother, they're addicts. Um, and I'm not fighting anymore. And I have nothing to do. Why not I become an addict? Because that's just how it goes, right? So I become this addict now. Because I always drink. Oh, I've never stopped drinking. And I became this addict. I've been getting in a lot of trouble. I had some kids from being an addict. I had married some people from during my addict stage. And so I started going through this process where I'm clean. So I get clean for a year. I get clean for five years. But then I relapse. And the reason why I relapsed is because I didn't have um I didn't have a spiritual awakening. I just wasn't using drugs. You know, I wasn't sober. I just wasn't using drugs and liquor. I just wasn't using I wasn't miserable. Right? Um, so eventually I, I, I received that spiritual awakening. And this is um this is listen, trust me. This is when I'm at the height of my career, you know, but they wouldn't touch me. A cartoon wouldn't touch me with a million foot pole. Now I got the number one cartoon on television. I've got um an Emmy, I got a golden globe. This is ridiculous stuff. I don't believe this is true, but uh, I'm not perfect yet, but I'm just trying to get this stuff on track. And um, I'm taking on, I'm sober. By being sober, I'm able to um, show up for my children. I don't know I'm capable of living a godly life. God, God to me is inconceivable to live a life of God. 
You know, we can only study his life and hope to be able to be in the path of God. But to live Godly life is inconceivable to me. I just try to do the right thing. And not necessarily the right thing is probably the best thing, but I just try to do the right thing. I try to um, respect everybody, treat everybody the way I want to be treated. I don't care if what you're black, white, Christian, I don't care what you are. You know, the only thing I want is respect, because I give respect. That's the only reason why I want it. And um, I just realized that um, I wanted to change my life. I didn't like the way I was living my life. I wanted a different, um, better way of life. You know, I just didn't want to be the guy that had it all outside and had nothing inside. And I realized all this um, recovery and sober thing in life in general is an inside job. If you're looking for happiness from out here, it's going to be disastrous. Because I know something's wrong up there. I have a difficult situation receiving love and happiness from the outside and stuff, but um, it's, it's all an inside job.